welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, check out thrivechurch.co.nz. So now that we have this platform, this understanding that we're deeply loved by God, we can then begin to do incredible things. See, if you want to do incredible things so that you feel good about yourself, well, you actually aren't choosing to do incredible things. You simply have to do incredible things so you feel good about yourself. But when you're already good because God says that you're good, then you can choose to do incredible things. And that's when you get to live life out of freedom, out of peace, and out of joy, rather than out of pressure, out of expectation, and out of stress and weight. So we're going to quickly look into a verse this um, this evening, this verse we spoke on this morning, and I want to talk on this um, tonight. I absolutely love this passage of the Bible. I have read this over and over in my life and yet never seen it before this month. It is brand new to me, and that's why the Bible is so incredible. You can read something over and over, and then you're in a different season of life, and God highlights something brand new. So it says this, And now out of His fullness we are fulfilled, and from Him we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the Anointed One, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. I have this sense in my life, and I think about it all the time, especially when I'm driving, because, you know, when you're driving, especially if you've got your driver's license, then you just have all this time on your hand. If you're driving and you don't have your driver's license, you should stop doing that. It's not a good thing. I'm driving all the time, and I begin to think, what will it be like at the end of my days when I look back at my life? When I look back at my life, I want to have this sense of looking at all of my days and thinking, man, that would have been impossible to have done those things without the power of God. I want to look at a lifestyle where I go, man, of the things that I've done, I've left legacy for the generations that are following. I've left an inheritance. I've, I've done things that were significant, that have impacted and changed the world. The world is a better place because I lived in it and I lived a life to its fullness. And I think that's a desire that we all have in our life, that we want our lives to count. We want our lives to matter. We want the actions and the fruit of who we are to be significant, to impact, to change and improve the world and the society that we live in. The good news is is that you are already significant. And because you are significant, what you do with your life carries significance. And so what I want to do tonight is begin to look at that other aspect of fulfillment that we know that we are loved by God, but we're still hardwired to do the things that He likes to do. We're still hardwired and designed to do phenomenal things, to do heroic things, to do things that were impossible to achieve without the power and the goodness of God in our corner. The trouble is, for us, is that these great things that we want to do with our life, they're really hard to define and they're even harder, it seems, to step into and achieve. It's like they're a mystery. 
It's like the, like the things that we want to do with our life and the dreams that we have, we only see a glimpse of the potential that is in us, the potential of God's design in us, and the rest of it kind of stays a mystery until we begin to walk it out. If I were to begin to ask each of you this question, tell me, what are the top 20 things that are going to be the most significant moments of your life that are going to improve and imprint God's goodness on the planet for as long as it exists? I don't think anybody would be able to answer maybe two or three of the top things that they're going to do in this world that's going to begin to change the planet. It's a mystery. The thing with God is that He knows all the things that He's placed in our heart. He knows the dreams that He's put in our heart. He knows the call and the desires that are on our life. The dreams that we have and the dreams that we continue to discover are actually dreams that He's put inside of us. But they were, for a lot of the time, they remain a mystery to us because God likes to hide things for us to find. He's like the ultimate hide-and-seek kind of guy. He's like, I've got incredible dreams, incredible plans, incredible futures for you. They're amazing. Want to see what they are? I hid them. Come find them. I'll help you. He's like the ultimate hide-and-seek, but it's also the ultimate, I'll help you find where they are because I hid them. When we play hide-and-seek with our kids, my son is so good. Judah is amazing. He is so good. When he was about four years old, he hid, and I forgot we were playing the game. Like fully, no idea we were playing the game anymore To about half an hour later. He rocks into my room. He's like, Dad, I've been hiding in the cupboard for ages. And I was like, oh, no. Ruby, on the other hand, she's my youngest. She's two. She's the worst. She's so bad. We're going to play hide and go sing. She'll say, okay, Dad, I'll be hiding here. And I'm like, no, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Hide somewhere else and don't tell me. She'll be like, I'll hide behind curtains. But no, don't. That place, you can't hide those places now. Don't hide there. I'm going out of the room. And I'll come back soon. When, when, you're, when you're ready, I'll come back. And I'll come into the room. I'll open the door. And she'll jump out from the the curtains and go, I was here. <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, my gosh. But that's like God. See, the Father likes to hide things for us to find. Because if they weren't hidden, we wouldn't need him to play the game of life with us. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you went, man, I, I know what I need to do for a career. I know what I need to study, how to get there. I know who I'm going to marry. I know how many children we're going to have. I know what I should call them. I know where they should study. I know how I should invest my finances. I know what sort of pets we should have. I understand the allergies that I have and the dietary changes that I need to make and then how to access the healing that's going to improve my life. I know all of these things and now I can fully function and do all of the things that I need to do and I can just get it done. I can be the perfect human robot. And I wouldn't need to have a personal relationship with God who's leading me step by step on this grand adventure of life. But see, God not only likes to keep things secret, as I was saying, He likes to hide things, but He wants to show us where they are. But when I play with my kids, I'm like, hey, guys, come on, give me your attention. Settle down. Dad's talking. Stop hitting your sister. I'm listening. I'm at zero tolerance. Pay attention. That's, you know, it kind of like you just match the level and you try and, like, bring the kids in. But see, the way that God does it, he just kind of 
He does it like this. And the Bible talks about him having this still, small voice. There are moments where God speaks loudly and he just grabs our attention. But the majority of the time, I believe that God just speaks in this still, small voice. And our lives can be so busy that we're not even aware that he's talking. I mean, Jesus' nickname is The Word. That's his name because he's got, man, you don't get called the word without having a lot of things to say. When I was a kid, one of my nicknames was shut up at your face. It's from an old song and that's what I would get called sometimes. Oh, I was always talking. But see, God is always talking and he, and he talks so quietly that you actually have to begin to move towards him to hear what he's saying. And then you, you begin to move towards Him in the way that you do your life. You begin to create time in your life. You begin to read your Bible because you're just trying to get a little bit closer to Him. You want to get to know Him. You begin to have these worship times and you begin to come to church you, and you begin to do the different things that God's calling you to do. You set time aside in the morning just to pray. You get a book and you begin to just ask God questions and begin to practice listening, writing down things that He might be saying. And He talks so quietly because He's going to keep drawing you closer and closer and closer to Him. I get this picture of God like this good, good Father where if you want to hear the secrets that He's saying, you need to position your life like you're sitting on His lap. He talks so quietly, not so that it remains a mystery, but so that you tease in closer and closer in relationship with Him. So how do we discover what it is that He's saying? How do we grow in relationship with Him? If we're in spaces where we can hear God easily, then that's awesome. But if we don't really have much of an understanding of who God is, how do we then begin to grow closer to Him so we can begin to discover the secrets and the mysteries that are going to unlock the legacy and significance around our life? The first thing we need to do is we've got to look at the life of Jesus because Jesus came as the anointed one to unveil the secrets and the mysteries that are wrapped up in tender mercy. If something's veiled, that simply means that you can't see it. There's like a giant curtain in front of it. There's a veil in front, and Jesus is going, I want to unveil that. So what was the secret? What was the mystery that he wanted to unveil? It was who God the Father was. See, the Jews, when Jesus came to, to Israel, it was full of Jews, because that's where they lived, it was their home, and they had a perception of who they thought God was, but they were wrong. See, they had this understanding that they thought God was all about laws. They thought He was all about rules, they thought He was judgmental, they thought He was pretty intimidating, they thought that He was a bit scary, and you know, they had this idea of who He was, and it was like there was a big veil in front of them and who between them and God, they couldn't clearly see who He was. So Jesus came to reveal the love of the Father. He said, if you can see me and you see my life, then you've seen God. And so He began to show people that hey, God's not the scary person that you think He is. God's incredibly loving. Every time I heal somebody, I'm doing that because that's what God is doing. Every time I just unconditionally love somebody, I do that because that's who He is. That's what God is doing. The first mystery Jesus wants to reveal to us is who the God, who God the Father really is. He, Jesus wants us to show, He wants to show us the goodness of who God is, the fact that He really is a good 
good father. And that's one of the reasons why actually just reading our Bibles is so important to actually get the Word of God and read it. And every time you read a story of Jesus, to understand that's God right there. That's how He wants to treat me. That's how He wants to relate to me. Jesus on the cross, that's God's love to me. Jesus stepping into someone's world where they're completely full of sin and people are about to kill them because of what they've been doing. And Jesus is saving that person. That's what God looks like in my life. I was at church at the start of the year and Lynn Frew, who's one of our pastors, was speaking. She says, I want you to close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. And I want you to ask God, God, give me a picture of how I see you. Do I see you as a judgmental God or as a good, loving Father? And I closed my eyes, and so I had two options, but I didn't get either of those options. I got a picture of God as this master commander, war general on the battlefield, commanding the legions of angels, about to go kick the devil's butt for the millionth time. And I was on the battlefield looking at God, all tanked up, ready to roll. And he looked at me and began to give me instructions of where he wanted me to go and fight things. And I was like, yeah, this is how we roll. It's me and God. And then I went off to go do the things. And as I was thinking about that picture, going, God, well, there's a real facet of who you are. You're like a warrior king. That's one of the things I just love about you. That's what, like, that's the way that I'm wired. I love the masculinity of who you are. And I felt God say to me, you know, that's true. That is a part of who I am. But you're missing out on the fact that I want to go with you into the adventures. At the moment, I say, let's go do that. And you just go. And you leave me behind. We're like, let's go do their camp. Let's go do their conference. Let's go like kick a demon out of that person. Let's go pray for that one. And you just go and you just leave me behind. It's like you don't let me come with you. If you would let me, I would go do it with you. That's, that's what I want to do with you. I want to do the adventure with you. And so imagine this. Imagine if I was chatting to my son Judah, who's six. I said, Judah, it's getting pretty cold. We need to split some of the wood. Let's go chop the firewood up. And so he just runs off, grabs the axe, and he starts chopping up the wood. And like he's this little dude, he's got this massive axe, and he's swinging it around, so he's got his bad form. And it's like he even he's like this, and little bits of splinters are flying off the logs. He's not making much progress. He gets tired, they've got the bad technique. So eventually, you know, he's going to injure himself. So then he hurts himself, and he would come inside go, Dad! What's wrong with you? You said we got to get the wood split. And I went and I split the wood, and now I've hurt myself. Why do you keep making life so hard? You keep putting these challenges and these situations in front of me, and I just want life to be easy. Where's the rest? Where's the peace? Where's that sense of loving? Where is all that stuff? I just got tired. I just got hurt. And this is what happens when I step out and I do things for you, Dad. What's up with that? Sometimes they're the conversations that I have with God. I'm like, what was up with that? And I would say to Judah, well, buddy, I didn't tell you to go split the wood. I said, let's go split the wood. I was going to go with you. I'd have held the axe with you. I would have taught you how to do it. I would have added my muscles to your six-year-old muscles. When you got tired, I'd have said, let's have some morning tea. Let's get our blood sugars up. Let's eat some ice cream because mum's not around. We'd have had a party. We'd have kept doing that. And then afterwards, we would have burnt things for fun. That would have been awesome. But that's what we do with God because we have this 
at times we can have this idea that God's way up there and we've got to live life trying to do significant things and trying to achieve things and do these things. And God's going, man, I, I really wanted to do that with you. Like I kind of hid those things so you would come find them with me. Like I started the process of us discovering the dreams together, but when you found the dream, you just still kind of ran off and you, you kind of tried to do half of it on your own. And I, I really wanted to come. It says this in John chapter 5, verse 19, and Jesus is speaking and he says, I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing. For the son does the same works as his father. Because the father loves his son so much, he always reveals to me everything that he's about to do. And you will be amazed when he shows me even greater works than you've seen so far. If we want to be doing significant things, if we want our life at the end of our days to have had a huge impact on the planet, where we look and go, man, that was only possible through the power of God, then we need to make sure that when we're leaning into God and Jesus is revealing the love of the Father and we're getting closer to Him in our games of hide and seek and He's beginning to reveal to us the dreams that He's placed in our heart, we need to remember that They're actually dreams that he wants to do with us. They're not dreams that he just wants us to go and do. Jesus is the Son of God walking on the planet, fully God and fully man. And he says, I can't do anything. I can't walk on water. I can't raise the dead. I can't multiply food. I can't do any of this stuff. All I do is I see what my father's doing. And I go, oh, that's what he's doing. And I just join in the momentum of what he's already doing. I'm just watching him all the time. And because he loves me so much, he shows me everything. He shows me everything that he's doing. And the love that God the Father had for Jesus is the same love that he has for us. And so what he's saying is he's saying, hey, I want to show you everything that I'm doing. In your life, I want to show you everything because I love you so much. I want to reveal to you all of the secrets and the mysteries that are needed for you to build upon the significance that that you're loved by me. And I want you then to have actions of significance because I want to show you the stuff that I'm doing. I like doing stuff. Only through personal relationship with God the Father are the mysteries and significance of our life revealed. We actually can't discover it on our own. We can't do it on our own. We can't sustain it on our own. We just need to continue. It's as simple as, and as complicated as, continuing to journey deeper and deeper into your relationship with God. There's a whole lot of practical everyday intelligent things that you can do to be building significance around your life. And they all branch off this truth. But if we can't see what the Father's doing, then all of those things are just apps that we download into a broken phone. But if we get the foundation right, then we've got the ability to capture and see the dreams that God is doing all around us and begin to grow and mature into the fullness that he's calling us to. What I love about this, and maybe we just get the keys up, we're about to wrap up. But my favorite thing about the verse that we had at the start is that Jesus says that these secrets, these mysteries, are wrapped in tender mercy. 
So he's saying, you know, you, you're, you're loved by God and he gives you grace upon grace, which is the empowerment, the resources, the power and the goodness to do the dreams that he's placed in your heart. But guess what? I've wrapped these in tender mercy, which means that we've got permission to make mistakes. We've got permission to go, that's what God the Father's doing, and run off and go, God, well, I was doing that, but you left me behind, so now it's just you doing that. He gives mercy for us in those moments. There's mercy for us to go, man, that's what God's doing, and we went and did it together, and God was like, actually, I was never doing any of that stuff. You just, you saw wrong, but that's okay. Well, there we go. There's, there's such a goodness with God because He wants us to see what He's doing. He wants to do what He's doing with us because the loving connection that He has with us is that He wants to love us. He wants to do life with us because that's what a healthy relationship looks like. Tonight, I'd love us to, to take communion. And as we take communion, which is simply when we have a drink and we have a bit of bread and the drink represents Jesus' blood when he bled and died on the cross for us and took our place and the bread represents his body that was broken for us. I want us to, to take that and to sit down with God and say, God, what is one practical thing in my life that I could start doing that would help me get to know you more? that would help me to see what it is that you're doing in my life. What is one change that I can make in my everyday life? It could be that He might show you somebody that you're needing to forgive, something that you need to release. It could be He's saying, you know what, I'd, I'd like you to get a mentor, get someone who can train you. It could be as simple as going, well, why don't you go to Thrive Discovery when it's on next term so you can get, you can learn how to hear my voice, learn how to read the Bible properly. Or it could be, hey, why don't you get up a little bit earlier and just spend 10 minutes reading the Bible, 10 minutes reading me, 10 minutes turning pages, seeing who I am. Just take 10 minutes more to spend with me that I could show you. He might give you something totally random, totally out of the box. But if you could go away from tonight with one practical thing, that you could do differently in your life because you know that you're loved by God, because you know that He is a good, loving Father, that you're safe with Him, because you know He's got mysteries for you, that He wants to show you what they are, because He wants to then do those dreams with you. Who wouldn't want to get to know that person more? If you can go away tonight with one practical thing that you could start doing differently, that would be amazing. If He gives you something awesome, if you feel like you get nothing, I encourage you. It's not because he's not saying something. It might be that we're still just learning how to hear his voice. And if you get nothing, then maybe just pick from spending 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day listening to worship music and worshiping him. Or maybe 10, 15 minutes just writing in an empty book, God, I just love you and write letters to him. Or maybe spend some time just reading your Bible. You can pick from one of those and it will go well for you. So right now, let's just stand. Let's go take communion. And as you sit down, we're going to have a prayer on the screen that you can just look at to remind you if you need help praying. And that would be amazing. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening. 
For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz.